Well, it's great to be with you. It's a wonderful church to belong to and to have great friends here and to be with a bunch of people that really want to serve God and go on for Him. Uh, And that, to me, is encouraging. You know, our focus tonight is living in in what some call the twilight years or our hidden years and some the golden years. Or, as Errol says, he's riding off into the sunrise. (laughs) How do you know when you get to these years? Well, it's easy. It's the time of life when actions creak louder than words. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I think that uh, what I would say of this quarter, it's the period of life when we commonly call it retirement. When the children have left home, we find ourselves supposedly with more time on our hands. The only way I'll get more time on my hands is to buy a bigger watch. (laughs) But um, that's it. We're here. In 1957, I was uh, playing against Kaikoura for Varsity A. And uh, I came off the back of the scrum because their first 5'8 had made a break and I had to tackle him from a very awkward position. I remember going in for the tackle, and the next thing I remember, the referee was asking me the score. The next thing I remember was waking up in hospital. I'd had a very, very serious concussion. But the thing I remember, that in just one of those little twilight times, coming out of concussion, The captain of my team came in and he stood there and he said, Evan, you were playing well. It's a pity you weren't there at the end. (laughs) Three years later, I had spiritual concussion. I was at a point where I was wavering. Should I continue being a Christian or should I give it up? And one day as I was sitting thinking about what I should do, I thought of my captain's words to me, it's a pity you weren't there at the end. And you know, that day I prayed that God would show me how to be there at the end. And I think he has. Tonight, in part of this hidden army, I want to think of us winning in the last quarter. You know, we can perform well being useful and make a difference by being a godly influence in the last quarter. And tonight, I believe God can impart to you the vision and the desire to win in the last quarter of your life. You see, Jimmy Carter was a come-from-behind presidential candidate when he ran against Jimmy uh, against Gerald Ford for the United States presidency when he was announced as president he said a very significant words it's not how you start it's how you finish yeah, yeah. and you know this is important for all of us isn't it we've got to finish well yeah. billy graham one of god's statesmen for many years is remarkable because he is finishing well. 
You know, we've seen on these uh, clips that we've had that conventional wisdom often looks at things like dollars and cents in leisure. What will I do for leisure? I hope my retirement years will have good health. I want to please me in my retirement. I want to find satisfaction. And that's the way we often think. That's convention. But folks, there's another way. There is another way. There is thinking of salvation where we have a spiritual security of eternal life. There's purpose rather than leisure. You know, the people who are lonely and lazy are the people in life who have no purpose. And if you want to live to the end and be going well at the final whistle, have a purpose in your life. And there's no better purpose than living for Jesus. You young folk. You young fellows. Set your hearts to living for Jesus. I'll tell you, I've been following him now for 74 years and I've not regretted a day. You see, this is, this is life. This is what life is all about. We want health. We need that to do the work he has for us. But what we want to do is not please ourselves. Our desire is to please God. When God really touched my life, he changed my want to. From wanting to please myself to wanting to please him. And I'll tell you, it makes life so much better. You see, one is egocentric living. This is theocentric looking, living. And uh, that's the way we should want to live. I often think, what would I like somebody to say at my funeral? What would I like somebody to say or to put on my tombstone? You know, if Jesus had a grave, he doesn't need one because he's risen, but if he did, I think his tombstone might have said, I have, I have glorified you on earth by accomplishing the work you have given me to do. He had the end in mind, he had the purpose, and he lived for it. If it was Paul, it could have been a verse from Timothy that he said, I've fought the fight, I've run the race, I've won the crown. Hey, he lived with the end in mind. Jehoiada was a man in the Old Testament, an elderly priest, who was in the reign of Joash. And when the Joash came to uh, the throne as a seven-year-old boy, in an intriguing situation, Jehodiah came alongside him and he led him on. You know, it says he died full of, year, full of days. He had a great life. And when we follow Jesus, we have a great life. Yeah. And it says he did good in Israel and for God. And you know, this is it for us, isn't it? We can have this for ourselves. We can know that. So how can we follow such great men? Let's think of life as being of th four quarters. The first quarter 
is the quarter of formation, the time when we are forming our beliefs and our values and discovering our talents. And we do this with our games and playing around at school and stuff. The second quarter is our development, when our beliefs and values are strengthened by trials and testings, and our talents are developed by training and experience. The third quarter is multiplication. And this is when we become really fruitful because the beliefs and values that we've built into our lives and developed into our lives have started to really bear fruit. And because of the character that we've developed, because of the capabilities that we've grown into our lives, people will choose to follow us. Maybe only a few will come up front leaders, but we can be hidden leaders nonetheless. Yeah. We also become more fruitful in our ministry and the opportunities that may be seen slow to come in our years of formation and development start to open up and we're recognised as having something to offer. Yeah. You know, some of us it's quiet, as Robin said, she's a sardine, not a shark in the race. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's great. So it's to our sometimes leaders in our family, our neighbourhood, our friends, to young people, young Christians. But then we come to the fourth quarter. <laughs> hey. We're technologically challenged. We twink our computer screens. <laughs> hey, but I'll bet the people in the office love that grandma. <laughs> hey, why? Because she's still there. She's still got a smile. Hey, and, uh, and this is the wonderful thing. We are now not only experiencing ministry opportunities, we're insp inspiring others to godly character and effective ministry. And we will still be experiencing it, and we can. You see, formation, development, multiplication, and inspiration are present in every quarter of life. It's just that the emphasis shifts. You start off, and it's mainly on inspiration. You can uh, help a few people, inspire a few people, you do a little bit of multiplication. But then it shifts a bit throughout the time and uh, until at the end. We don't necessarily lose our ability to multiply. We're still productive. But I think the emphasis shifts a little bit to being an inspiration yeah. to people. And you know, folk, hey, young people, Think of other young people you can aspire and the, who will then want to aspire to what you're doing as leaders in your generation. To the people that are in the development stage, seek to encourage and inspire because the things that we set our heart to do early in life are the things that become fruitful for us in the ending of life. You see... How well I live here in the last quarter depends on the choices 
I make here in the previous three quarters. Rick Warren said, we are products of our past, but we do not have to remain prisoners in it. And that is because of what Jesus did on the cross. When Jesus died on the cross, he died to save us from our sins. He died to cleanse us, to give us a new life. It says in in the scriptures, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. So if you feel, hey, I haven't had a fair deal, I haven't had an easy deal, then come to Jesus and he will give you a good deal. Because Jesus can take you and change you. So through faith in Jesus, we have forgiveness of sin and uh, the work of the Holy Spirit. As we read the scriptures, our lives are transformed. You know, as uh, Ron sang, my sins, they are nailed to the cross and it is well with my soul. Hey, we can all say that if we know Jesus as our Saviour. So tonight, if you feel you've been knocked out of the game, or you haven't had a good start in the game of life, or you're concussed, or maybe you feel you've even been red-carded because of your failings, Jesus will set you back on track and make you uh, useful for winning the game in the last quarter. John and Robin, Errol and Val have all set it up for us, haven't they? You've heard wonderful things that they are still doing, things that they aspire to do. You know, they've been through tough times, they've had godly attitudes, and these are the attitudes that are caught rather than taught. And if you've got an older person that you can look to and catch their attitude... Oh, it will be a blessing to you. I've had older men that I've respected and I've caught their attitude and I hope others will catch that attitude. So sometimes it's hard to make the transition between the different quarters, particularly when you come from being in a multiplication phase and into an inspiration phase because being a public influence to becoming a private influence can be quite a difficult transition to make. But remember, in God, hidden does not mean forgotten. Hear it. Hidden does not mean forgotten. You see, Isaiah talks of us as being arrows hidden in his quiver. And I want to say this, God still takes today mature arrows out of his quiver. He puts them in his bow and he sends them out to be salt and light in the world. And he sets us into the church to be examples of faith and integrity to the church. I ask you tonight to make up your mind and decide to live well now, whichever quarter you're living in, so that you can live and win in the last quarter. God bless you all.